It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Does the Auburn football fan base have a flaw? We talk about it on today's Locked On Auburn. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken farm, and I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. It's a Charlie Tuesday as we are joined by Auburn message board legend, Charlie Five. And uh, I, I, I've, I've had this topic ready to go. For about two weeks now. You waited like, for me. I, I'm like, this, this needs to be a Charlie 5 episode where we have this conversation. Because this is a Let's tough conversation. And this is going to rub some people the wrong way. But we need to get this out here. Let's do it. We've seen many different versions of this. People are already calling you upset. There are many different versions of this story. But it's been going on for, it seems like, a decade? Is that fair? Um, maybe longer. Maybe longer. Maybe longer. Maybe longer. Yeah. But Auburn fans have this tendency to really, really, really get excited about backup quarterbacks who have no experience playing in an actual game. That are dual threat quarterbacks. Yes. It's gone yes. on for as long as time. And um, Robbie Ashford is the latest installment of this. Now... Those who hear me, because a lot of people just got real upset with this. I am not saying Robbie Ashford is a bad quarterback. I'm not saying it's not no, valid. No, no, no. But let's just say we've been through similar situations like this before. Going to gravitate. They're going to gravitate typically to the Robbie Ashford type quarterback. If they're if there's one on the roster, they're going to always gravitate. I say they, the majority, they're going to want to gra- uh, gravitate towards them. For yeah, sure. right. I mean, and we even saw this when Auburn had a starting dual threat quarterback, probably the best quote unquote dual threat quarterback. I mean, obviously outside of Cam with Nick Marshall, and they're like, no, Jeremy Johnson's a better version. Let's go after that. But even like before that, like there was interest in Khalil Frazier. There was interest in. Um, I think Cody, Cody Burns, Burns even had some pull there. Cody Burns was sort of the kickoff, I, I feel like. Cody Burns was yeah. the first. Cody Burns was the first when he came in as a freshman uh, over uh, Brandon Cox. And I want to say, like, the birth of, like, Pat White 
uh, and the success he had at West Virginia, we started to sort of really yeah. see those mobile um, athletic quarterbacks really explode. And then uh, we got Cody Burns and immediately. I mean, he wasn't on campus hardly at all. We wanted him in there. Uh, and then Cam came along. And then now everybody has to be the next Cam. Like, right. we want the next Cam. So Joey Gatewood uh, committed, who was like in 10th grade. And they're like, next Cam Newton. Next yeah. Cam Newton. Jeremy Johnson, next Cam Newton. It's like, mm, no, that's not how it works, guys. Yeah. You don't get yeah. a generational talent, then get them six years later. It just doesn't happen. I can't tell sometimes if it's – I can't figure out sometimes if it's just always – if it's the whole – it's the backup quarterbacks, the best player on the team, or if it just so happens that over the last decade or so, we've had a lot of athletic backups. I can't figure out which one it is. I, you yeah. know what I mean? I can't figure out the, which one's the chicken and which one's the egg. Is it – Well, it did, we didn't really get a whole lot of it when Jeremy Johnson was starting – and then there weren't a whole lot of people calling for Sean White that I can believe. Uh, am I off on that? But I, uh, I just don't really remember that happening. Maybe. I mean, I think towards the middle of that season, there was probably some people that wanted Sean White, but it was not like yeah. – it was because the performance was so poor. Like, it was so, so, so bad. Um, I don't know that necessarily anybody – there was a lot of hype for Sean White when he got on campus as – you know, taking over for Jeremy Johnson mm -hmm. um, or, you know, I, I don't, I don't remember that. I just remember Jeremy Johnson coming out and throwing like six interceptions or something in like the first two or three games. And they're like, and almost losing to Jacksonville state. And everybody's like, Oh my God, play Sean white, play Sean white. Yeah. So, I, I kind of remember that, but that was almost yeah. out of like desperation though. Not like level yeah, headed yeah. decision making. Not, and, and I've been, I'm very pro Sean white. I was pro Sean white when I was covering that team. Yeah. Um, but then, John like, Franklin. John Franklin III is probably the most dramatic version of this. Yeah. Because there was excitement when he committed to Auburn. And then yeah. that last chance you show came out. Everybody and I remember like, oh. I was, like, do, producing the drive back then. And Bill Cameron spent all day at work, like, watching that. And he's like, dude, he wasn't even the starter. He wasn't even the starter there. And it's like, then all these Auburn fans are watching. And they're like, eh, it's fine. He's fast. It'll work out in Gus's system. And yeah. it's just like it never happened. It just never culminated he, he, anything. He got one start against Vanderbilt, and they had to bring in broken shoulder Sean White to uh, win the game, basically. Mm. And, and still, and still, almost lost. <laughs> I forgot about that. I forgot that was about crazy. That. Remember, the, remember it right at the end. Uh -huh. um, who was that linebacker? He was from Pens He was like from Shades Valley or somewhere in Birmingham. Zach Cunningham? Is that right? Cunningham. Yeah, and he was a uh, monster. Philip Lawley begged to offer that kid, begged for us to offer him, and whoever was the coach, I guess it was Gus at the time, said no. He goes to Vanderbilt and becomes like an All-American. He jumps the center, blocks the field goal, and then they almost run it back. That was uh, that was intense. Is, anyway, that, is, that when, is that when Cam Petway just like – yeah, broke broke away, had like nobody around him, and then he his hamstring like blew up. And then it was just like uh, never the same again. Crazy stuff. What a crazy game. Yeah. No, but I'm with game. you. It's it does seem like uh it does seem like we have and and I, I wanna I, I, especially after Cam and then after Nick Marshall, um, I think we got such a bad taste in our mouth because uh Gus ran all over everybody, uh put up billions of yards for two years with Nick Marshall, and then we sort of quit. And then we'd bring in a guy, uh, but we would always start a guy that we didn't see 
that was have uh, have have we talked about this? Have you and I talked about my take on this? The whole like Gus quarterback thing. I, I think, think Cam and Nick were the exception. I don't think I those do guys were Gus quarterbacks. Because even when you look at when he was at um at Tulsa, yep. he had a big, tall, lumbering, and he just threw it all dude. over the place. I mean, I think Jeremy yeah. Johnson was the kind of quarterback that he wanted—just big, massive arm, and um, you know, did enough to be able to move a little bit. But Cam Newton, obviously, I think most quarter, most most offensive coaches would have been fine using him. But the Nick Marshall thing, I think that just kind of all came together because Auburn had a really good offensive line. Trey Mason was a really special running back. And, you know, he he got on campus like two weeks before the season started. And I think they were just kind of desperate. And so they drew that, you know, did all that and pulled it all together. And, you know, lightning struck. But after that, like, he went after guys like Sean White. And he went after guys, you know, um, Tyler I mean, Queen. Yeah, Tyler Queen. Then obviously like Jared Stidham. And so I, I don't think, it, and that really ticks people off, you know, because I, I did this back when I was doing, you know, my midday radio show and I would get callers and be like, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, just look at the guys that he went after. Look at the yeah. guys he went after. And then every time he would almost get fired, he would go out and get a dual threat, dude. And they like would never win the job. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, I, that It always kind of per- blew my mind though, because you did have so much success and it kind of gave Auburn a different edge. Like there are, there are, there are so many guys out there that are six to uh, 200 pounds, 190 pounds right. that can throw the ball 70 yards and can run real fast. Like I feel like you could have, you could have brought three or four of those in a year mm-hmm. and two of them that didn't work, put them at DB or wide receiver uh, and right. just gone, gone out and, ran around and chunk bombs and run the read option. But, but yeah, after, after that happened, it was always like, if we could just get that back, if we could just get that back. So anytime anybody that fits that role, no matter what the system is now we're in a uh, pro style system, it's totally different uh, now. Yeah, under center. And we're still, we just think, Oh, if we could just get that one guy, that's that, that fast guy in the backfield. Um, and that's going to be what that that's the missing link. Right. Here's another thing. Here's another thing I hear a lot. Okay. You got, we good? You got to get a break? We good? Let's hear what Charlie Five hears a lot of uh, next right here on Locked on Auburn. But want to tell you about uh, our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is the number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. And BetOnline right now, they are red hot with all the NBA playoffs. Not going to lie, not a huge NBA guy, but a lot of you guys in the Locked on Auburn Discord are all about the NBA and the I mean, this is definitely the time of year to watch it. There's no question about it. So you can find out about all the sports developments and, and league reviews and things happening um, with, you know, NBA kind of really just ramping up with, with playoffs. Then MLB, I mean, there, there's a ton of things always going on at Bet Online for you to wager at. So check it all out. Bet Online, where the game starts. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one-selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. 
Charlie Five, what do you hear a lot of that yeah. kind of makes you feel a certain way? Okay, so this is what I hear a lot. Okay. Uh, our offensive line is weak, so therefore we need a mobile quarterback to make plays when things break down. Mm. Here's the problem with that. Yep. I would I would argue that a mobile quarterback makes it tougher on a offensive line that has troubles, and the reason is because when the quarterback is a pocket guy, the linemen know where he is. So therefore, they know they know the zones or or the areas that they have to they have to block, they have to protect. Now they may not be able to do it, but uh, they know where he is, so it makes their job a little bit less stressful. When the guy is all over the place and he's breaking out, you don't know which way to block people where. You just kind of right. you, you, it puts a lot more pressure on you. Now, can he can, can does it give you the opportunity to have? Uh, bigger chunk plays. If, if if you do find that crease, absolutely. But how often, uh, how often do we really? How, how often have we seen that? Like over the last couple of years, uh, uh, especially when, when it happens, you're able to recall it. I mean, yeah. You think of 2019 Iron Bowl. You think of Bo Nix against LSU last year. I mean, these big moments where it's got a ton of upside, but yeah. it also makes me think of, you know when Jarrett Stidham would leave the pocket too early or when Bo Nix would leave the pocket too early. These yep. linemen are being coached to form a pocket for the quarterback. Yes. And they don't so they, they don't know when the guy bails too early, it's behind them. So yeah, I, I think you're right. So so that's that I mean, while that sounds good, while that sounds good, yes, he can make a play. If he's running for his life, he does stand a better chance. But at the same time, just because he can run that does not mean that is the solvent or, or the that is the answer for uh, a porous offensive line. A lot right. of times it could be it could be worse. So I'm sure I've already heard it, even though this isn't live. I, I hear people typing in Malik Willis in the comments right now. I just, yes. I just hear it. Yeah. Um, exception to the rule, right? Poss- po- probably the exception. Probably the exception. Off, um, you can name off a bunch more, even though he. I think he's come out and said that he was very. I mean, and to me, this is a very mature. This is this is proof yeah. that how how mature he is now. Saying that while he was at Auburn, he was very immature and he didn't take things serious. He was trying to you know make big plays and and didn't you know work in the playbook like he should. Didn't understand the offense like he should, which it was had to be the easiest offense ever. Uh, and think, when he yeah. did get opportunities, he would make pretty bad mistakes like you think about uh when he went in against alabama state and it was a read option and the the read was clearly to give and he but he wanted to make the play he kept it and got a safety and gus chewed him right like crazy on the sidelines but yeah and but look what happened he goes he now he's going to be a first round pick so but again you nailed it exception versus rule we can name a hundred others that was that is more along the lines of the rule but Charlie Five, there are people, and there's been people in the YouTube comments that legitimately believe if Robbie Ashford does not start this year, and once again, I gotta stress, I like Robbie Ashford. I like his upside. I'm not this is not a bash Robbie Ashford. This is more of a when you make these claims, think about it before you type it and you know will it into existence. But th- there's so many people out there saying, Okay, if Robbie Ashford leaves, we're gonna let another Malik Willis go. Like there are people that firmly believe that. And to yeah. me, that's that is crazy. Like that is such a crazy thing to think about. Well, 
I, I mean, I agree with you, but the, at the same, I mean, Robbie Ashford's not going anywhere. Okay, he can't. He's he's used a transfer. He's not going anywhere. Yeah. Um. And and I still think we're I, that again. That is trying to find a trying to find uh, a a one off example and making it the issue for for all. And um, for the most part, everybody that's left hasn't really done anything. Hasn't really done anything. Malik's the Malik's the exception. So right. I'm just not. I, I mean. Think about it. Think about it. The whole picture. Don't just think about. Don't just find things that fit your narrative and then mm-hmm. and roll with that. Like look at the whole picture and and go from there. To me, the greatest argument, if you're pro Robbie Ashford, which there's nothing wrong with being pro Robbie Ashford, right? I think your greatest argument for him starting is a day. To me, um, he threw the ball really good. Like mm-hmm. let's talk about him being a passer. Like that it that was very very impressive. That's yeah. something Har- that Harson's not going to start a guy who's the most mobile just because he's the most mobile. Like no. th- that's just not who he is. No. He he I think the the part of of him being a quarterback that everybody was most concerned about had nothing to do with him running. Like right. we all knew that that dude could could scoot. Uh, him being able to stand back and throw throw lasers over the middle, hit dudes in stride, uh, that was something that we did not think could happen. And he was very efficient with with the football yep. in a day. So if you want to talk about, you know, if you think he's the better, like if if that's the reason, then then I'm all on it. But like just because if if it's uh, if it's if it's close or whatever, and then we just want to say the tiebreaker is because he because he can run. Um, I, I'm just that that just doesn't really do it for me. Right. I want I want the best quarterback back there. Does D Davis make this list? Uh of of guys that people wanted that Yeah. Oh, of course he does. Where did he of end up going? Was it UTS? He Where was it? He could he he could barely get on campus before people wanted him to be to be the starter. Where did that he, highlight film? Where did he go? He hasn't gone anywhere yet, I don't believe. I thought Has he it? I thought he went to um UTSA as bump. No, I guess he hasn't gone anywhere yet. Somebody did just go to UTSA. I, I, I'm trying to think who it was. Um, yeah, but like as I Google his name, like there's a headline here that's like, did Brian Harson let? Oh, this is. Did Brian Harson let slip? Why, Demetrius Davis? Weird. But yes, I mean he he. Th- there were a lot of folks that um. That said the same thing. Like it's gonna, he's gonna be another Malik Willis, and it's like, no, he's probably not. He probably would have been yeah. somewhere. Like there would have been a bigger deal about it if if if, if football coaches I, um, thought yeah. the same thing. And look, I love the, I love the, and I Bowling wish him the best. Hope okay? he succeeds. Hundred hundred percent. I hope he goes somewhere and he lights it up. But no question, there's a lot of people that were even the most avid D Davis fans that went to that open practice in Hoover and watched him throw the ball, and we're like. Oh, okay. We get it now. We get it now. It makes it makes a lot more sense. He just the arms not the arm was not there yet uh, on, on this level. Like yeah. not even not even remotely close. But once good, again, I think his argument was intangibles. I mean, I think the kid's yeah. a winner. Um, yeah, I just think he needs time. Most yeah, most folks need time, and there's nothing wrong with that. And some mm-hmm. folks want to wait, and some folks don't. And that's okay. And it's gonna, it's gonna change careers left and right for better or for worse in this new transfer portal era that we're in. I mean, that's just yep. that's just the way it is. So, all right, Charlie Five, we're gonna talk a little 
Auburn basketball roster management. Speaking of the transfer portal, um, you're listening to Locked On Auburn. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, Charlie Five. This broom kid. Seems like Auburn's the favorite for him. Seems like there's a lot of energy. He was on campus this past week. Um, His first name is spelled like Johnny. What is it actually? Janai. Janai. Janai Broom. Janai Broom. Um, yes. Massive man from Moorhead State. What um, What is the latest as far as what you're hearing, seeing, reading, all that stuff? Yeah, so uh, about midway through the season, not mid, probably closer to the end of the season, I was just like, how are we ever going to replace this shot-blocking ability from Kessler? Mm-hmm. And I just literally Googled stat leaders of the shot-blockers in the country, and Janai Broom was number – uh, I think three at the time. And I went back and looked at see what he played, what he scored against us. I think he had a close to a double double against us at, at Auburn. Yeah. Um, he was like Ohio Valley conference player of the year. Everybody knows all the good stuff about him. He's a stud. I really feel like he's going to be an Auburn tiger. Uh, he's supposed to visit Florida this weekend. I don't, I'm not even a hundred percent sure that he'll visit. Uh, and I really don't think it's anything more than a uh, courtesy visit because Castleton's coming back. And, uh, you know, he's been there for 12 years and that is going to be, he, he wants to be the guy and he, he's going to come to Auburn and he's going to be, uh, the guy, the starting center. And that's going to, that's exciting. Like that almost, I can't, I don't want to say would, would completely uh, replace Walker because Walker had an outstanding year, but like, it may right. give you, um, it may give you the closest thing you can possibly have to, to replicating that type of um that type of player uh is is this kid he, he he'll be um i think he could be could be huge huge uh for our front court cuz you just don't want to roll into the season with um only Dylan and then a little bit Troy's really more of a power forward than he yeah. is a center um so now you can slide him over and rotate him with Jalen and you you're real big again like you went from medium a medium lineup to you can go real big again and that's yeah. that's very exciting um another another guy uh they just call him bhh um he's a, he transferred uh from he's he's a transfer from tennessee which let's be very um, clear here if you yes. go by just initials yeah brandon it, huntley it, it gives you an extra four points per game yep statistically hatfield another 610 guy um he's supposed to be here Thursday he's coming for a visit on Thursday he was a five star he I think he reclassified mm. uh so this past year he was really young uh didn't have a whole lot of um didn't put up huge numbers but Bruce went after him hard uh, uh when he was in high school um I I don't really see a, a, a I really don't see how all those dudes could end up on the same all these guys could end up on the same team yeah but um Bruce is going after him. So when Bruce is after somebody, it's hard to it's hard to imagine that he doesn't get him. Uh, you add those two guys, and you're talking. You got. Does you anybody got leave if they get both of those guys? What's that? 
Who does anyone leave if they land? You would both have those guys? to think, but you would have to think so. I just don't know who that would be. I don't really know. I I, uh, it, I was reading like somewhere have... that Broom would then probably play some at the four, which would impact Jalen. Yeah, I mean, it, whoever you bring in is going to be. There's going to be a log jam at four. There really is. Either that or one of uh one of or both of uh like a Cardwell or a um stretch would leave and then you just have uh, like a Troy or a uh, uh, Brandon Huntley Hatfield you know rotating with broom at center uh, and then the Jalen because I don't think Jalen's going anywhere Jalen and the other uh, rotating at four but the one thing that still leaves out to me is a shooter and I haven't quite pinpointed it seems there's so many names um, out there that we that we've been looking at that we've let walk I mean Bruce has said we've let some really good players go uh, because of some defensive um, – maybe their de- defense wasn't very desirable, even though they may shoot 38% uh, percent from three. He's very particular about defense. So, I, no, I, he, I trust – The fact yeah. that Auburn is now in a situation where they can be picky against yeah. top, like, talented folks that want to be at Auburn, I mean, I think it says enough about the situation that we're in. We're going to be okay. Absolutely, absolutely. But I think, like I said, we got three – probably like three spots left. Uh, I think Broom's going to get one of them. And I, I feel very confident he's going to get one of them. And then what does Bruce do after that? Do we get, I know we got to get a shooter. I just cannot see him going into next year without a, without a like bona fide stud three point shooter. Yeah. It seems like we're more focused on going big, which we need. Yeah. Um, big guys that can run. We need that to like make a push to win the conference, but to win the natty, we need like you got a shooter, three. Man. We need a three guard. I think. You really, really, really need a, th- a three or a uh, dynamic two that can shoot that, you know, they could probably play both, could play, yeah. you know, two or three and then can shoot, you know, 35 plus percent. And right. I think we have guys on the team that can do that, but man. Go get somebody who's already done it. Yeah. And, and as cold as they went towards down the stretch, like that can never happen again. That can never happen again. You got to have somebody on the floor that can, that can, that can stroke it. I'm there uh, with you, man. Yeah. At any point in time. Yeah. And it's just so crazy to think, you know, when Auburn was playing nine, 10 guys, we were talking about when we were doing the post game show. Um, we were just like, it's crazy. Like there's never going to be a night where all of these guys are off. <laughs> and like, other than Jabari, like that was, that was pretty much true. And then against Miami, you know, Jabari probably had his worst game. So it's like, yeah, yeah I guess that technically it did happen. So the more guys that you can get, that can find some heat at any point. Like, you need to get those guys. I like that. Find the heat. Yeah. Find some we heat, baby. Them. Find some heat, Charlie Five. You know where it's at. Yep. Absolutely. Where can people find you, hear you, love you, support you, yeah. be you with you? Find me on uh, find me on Twitter at the underscore Charlie underscore five in the Locked On Auburn Discord. That place is uh, probably, popping right now. It is, man. Every it's crazy. single one of those, every single one of those uh, different channels, we got something going on in them. It's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, AuburnLive.com, the corner message board, or Monday, Wednesday, Friday on the Dad Bod Golf Pod. Let's go. Things are popping off of the Dad Bod Golf Pod these days, too, so be sure to check all of that out. It's worth your time. We'll be back tomorrow right here on Locked on Auburn. See ya. NCAA tournament is almost here and 
and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.